0: Welcome, you're listening to a recording provided for the use of the blind and print impaired. Materials or items read on Ayers LA are the copyright property of the original authors and publishers. No unauthorized use or duplication is permitted. Hello and welcome to this series of readings from Discover Magazine, a presentation of Ayers LA. Today's article by Alexandra Becker is from the August 10th, 2022 newsletter. This is your brain off alcohol. Known as the sober curious, a growing number of people are selectively quitting alcohol. New converts boast increased energy, better sleep, and an improvement in reasoning and memory. With the explosion of craft beer, hard seltzers, and family-friendly breweries across the US, you may be surprised to learn that a recent movement grounded in abstinence has been gaining followers. Known as the Sober Curious, a growing number of people are selectively quitting alcohol. It all began in 2013 with a challenge called Dry January, during which participants took a month-long break from drinking following boozy holiday gatherings and rowdy New Year's Eve parties. Typically. Those who join the Sober Curious movement don't consider themselves to have an alcohol abuse disorder. They simply find that periods of sobriety offer more than drinking in moderation might, with new converts boasting increased energy, better sleep, and an improvement in reasoning and memory. But what exactly happens to the brain when a person who regularly drinks goes cold turkey, even for a short while? The answer is complicated. For one, most research related to brain changes after alcohol use has studied the brains of heavy drinkers, or people who misuse alcohol and then become sober. According to the National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism, alcohol misuse includes binge drinking, which corresponds to 4 or more drinks within approximately 2 hours for women and 5 or more drinks within the same time frame for men and heavy drinking, for men, more than 4 drinks on any day or more than 14 drinks per week, and for women, more than 3 drinks on any day or more than 7 drinks per week. Many people who join the sober curious movement don't fall within these parameters. Nevertheless, research focused on the brains of people recovering from alcoholism may still offer insight into what can happen whenever a person stops consuming alcohol. It's well established that heavy alcohol consumption decreases brain volume, with white matter especially vulnerable, but studies also show that some of the damage can be reversed during recovery. Fulton T. Cruz, a pharmacology and psychiatry professor at UNC Chapel Hill, and the director of the Bowles Center for Alcohol Studies At the UNC School of Medicine, has used rat models to show how binge drinking can lead to a decline in neuron formation in the brain. Through abstinence, however, studies have shown that a regeneration of brain function, metabolism, and brain volume, including white matter, is possible. Quote What we found, which I have to say has surprised us, is that there is a persistent change. But it can be changed back, Cruz says. If we take animals and let them run and exercise, they can grow their brain back. But if we just make them sit in a cage after the alcohol, they don't. End quote. Although the full picture of how the brain recovers from persistent, heavy drinking is not fully understood, one often studied area is how alcohol use affects dopamine, a neurotransmitter tied to the brain's reward system. Multiple studies have shown a relationship between the consumption of alcohol and an influx in dopamine, which essentially tells your brain that alcohol is a reward. When a person who drinks heavily stops abruptly, that rush of dopamine is also reduced. Eventually, the brain will try to recalibrate itself and for the most part, it can restore its dopamine to more consistent levels. Cruz notes that many of the people he meets in Alcoholics Anonymous through his research seemed to be positive and upbeat. He recalls checking into a North Carolina bed and breakfast one afternoon and observing a group of people singing around a piano. Quote, I thought maybe this is a wild crowd. Then I realized they weren't drinking at all. They were just having fun, and they were all in AA, Crew says. With therapy, people can completely restore their reward balance, quote. It's promising science that a person in the throes of addiction can recover not only their lives, but also their brains. Crews cautions, however, that research also indicates that on a biological level, some damage cannot be so easily reversed. After heavy drinking, a lot of the immune genes in the brain stay persistently elevated and changed. We're thinking those are causing a slow, progressive degeneration that in time might start to increase risks of dementia and Alzheimer's with age. As it turns out, that combination, aging and drinking, is one of the most damaging tonics for the brain. Marlene Oscar Berman, a professor emeritus in the Department of Anatomy and Neurobiology at Boston University School of Medicine, has spent her career studying the relationship between alcohol use disorder and its impact on neurobiology and neuropsychology. Quote, age by and large is more lethal than alcoholism, she says, and when you combine the two, you get a synergistic effect, end quote. Berman's research has also found that the effects of alcohol abuse and subsequent abstinence differ between men and women. In a recent cross-sectional study, she and other researchers studied the brains of 60 individuals who'd been diagnosed with alcohol use disorder and abstained from drinking for at least four weeks. Clinical assessments revealed that women had higher mood scores than their male counterparts during sobriety. Clinical assessments revealed that women had higher mood scores than their male counterparts during early sobriety. Through studying functional MRIs, Berman and her team also determined that women had an increased response to emotional stimuli compared to control subjects. Men, on the other hand, had less activation to emotionally charged images, including images of alcoholic beverages. Berman recalls that one of her research subjects, who had been sober for over a decade, pressed the panic button when she saw a picture of alcohol during her MRI. Quote, The pictures of the alcoholic beverages brought back the craving and she wanted to drink, Berman explains. This is a really really serious addiction, end quote. Of course, all of this begs the question, should anyone drink at all? Quote, I recommend moderation, and I also recommend periods of abstinence, says Cruz, citing dry January as an example. It's good to be dry for a while, because if you have trouble being dry, it suggests you've got a problem, end quote. That's it for today. My name is Brian Lemon. Thank you for listening, and stay curious.